Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome to the Bucket Talk, Stephen Means and Andrew Gillis, and we're going to have some fun today on the pod. So last Friday, EA Sports put out a confirmation that the new college football game is indeed coming this summer. There's more information that it will be revealed coming in May, which obviously got guys like myself and Andrew up in arms because we grew up playing that game. Obviously, the last one that came out was in 2014, which had a Michigan quarterback on it, which is funny enough in its own right. But that's the last time NCAA football at 14 was the last time we had the game. So well over a decade. And now the game is coming back ahead of the 2025, excuse me, 2024 college football regular season. As part of that promotion, a bunch of different teams have been putting out their own covers. Just the ideas of some of the guys over the past decade who they thought could have deserved to be on the cover over the last decade. Ohio State, of course, did so. They put Chase Young, Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, and C.J. Stroud on that cover. Andrew, before we get into ours, that's the the juxtaposition of this pod today, guys. We're just going to run through some guys over the past decade while the game has been gone who could have potentially been on this list of guys who could have been on the cover from Ohio State over the past 10 years. Andrew, when you hear that list, when you see that – Post from Ohio State, Chase Young, Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, C.J. Stroud. Any problem with the guys Ohio State decided to go with when they put out their cover, first and foremost, before we get into ours? No, uh, I think that there were some other guys that you could uh, you could reasonably make a case for. There was one that I have on the, my list that I uh, – or actually two guys that I think you can talk about that you know you can really kind of point to and say like, wow, this guy would have been you know a, a pretty solid you know cover athlete – um, there are some criteria. It's, it's not a set criteria for this list. Um, so I looked this up before. Only two non-offensive players have been on the cover. Um, so it would have been a lot for a guy like Chase Young to be on the cover. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have taken it would have taken some time. It would have taken uh, a couple stretches for uh, for him to grace the cover, or you know maybe a guy like. Um, you know what? Here I'll save that for later. But you know I, I think uh, for for what they had and. I think for the excitement of the game, I think it's uh I think they did a pretty good job. Who are those defensive players? 
for for the cover of the game or for Ohio State? No, just on the cover of the game. Cool. Uh, so the, the, yeah, that was uh, that was Charles Woodson. Um, yeah. Charles Woodson was on the cover. Um, I'm trying to think what year that was. Uh, that was the cover of '97. Um, or excuse me, um, that was not '97. That was '99. Uh, he was the first non-quarterback on the cover. Um, but then you go to uh, Desmond Howard. It was another Michigan guy. Because if you remember, NCAA football did this like promotion where they where they were installing this like race to the Heisman mode, mm-hmm. and uh, that was what they did. They had Desmond striking the Heisman pose on the cover. So like really, they only like they've only had like one active <laughs> defensive player or non-offensive player, I should say, on the cover. They they went back to the well with Desmond Howard for that. Okay, so obviously this game. Started in 1990, the NCAA football game, and ran through 2013. That's ahead of the 2014 season, excuse me. And then obviously, there were a lot of different college games out there at that time college basketball games, college football games. There was a college baseball game. At that was a great game out as well. Yeah. And obviously, then the lawsuit with Charles O'Banion, a former UCLA basketball player, and name, image, and likeness, and a lot of other details that we're not going to bore you with on this spot. But college college video games kind of ceased to exist about a decade ago. And because of that, what you've got is a generation of people holding on the old game systems so that they can still play these games that do exist, hoping that one day the game would come back. College football. Right now, the game is called EA Sports College Football 25. That's going to be the first of its kind in over a decade. So let's get into what our lists are. First of all, Andrew, when you were thinking of this, did you have a criteria of what you were thinking of in terms of Ohio State players who could have potentially deserved to be on the cover for the last 10, day, 10 years, excuse me. Yeah, the well, the number one thing, like I just kind of laid out, I think it's hard to put defensive players on the list mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the history. Um, I mean, you just you think of the guys that have been on this list and they're like all quarterbacks. Uh, Denard Robinson, uh, you had RG3, and then you had uh, – that, that was like the split cover with Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ingram was on the cover. Tim Tebow was on the cover. Um, you know, they had uh, the the Utah quarterback whose name escapes me right now. He was on the cover. Uh, Jared Zabransky from Boise State was on the cover. Reggie Bush. Like, you go through, and they were all exciting offensive players. So I did add a defensive player. I think we can talk more defensive players kind of as we get to the bottom of the list. But frankly, I only looked at like offensive players and I looked at players that had notable moments or like big time, quote unquote, Heisman moments, if you will. Like the, the, I, what do you want to call it? The EA sports moment. I, I think you needed kind of something like that. That was kind of how I looked at this list and, you know, offensive players that, that did something of note like that. So who's your first guy? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott, the number one thing that I think Ohio state fans think of. And a lot of people think of when they think of Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio state, Ohio state fans are otherwise is that run against Alabama that, it didn't put the game away because because oh, Alabama had the ball with a yeah. with the chance to tie the game late. Um, you know that that uh, that didn't cinch it for Ohio State, but it was one of the more electrifying college football playoff moments of of the, certainly of the first year. It was probably the moment, and then of the first couple of years, it was the moment. So 
you know, I know he came back in 15, um, but assuming that you know, we're going back and we can just kind of put anyone on the cover and, and, you know, he can be a returning athlete that's on the cover. Because remember, they used to do these athletes where they would do them after they were gone. You know, they would do these players as they were headed to the NFL. So in previous years, in the previous iterations, uh, Ezekiel Elliott would not have been able to have been on the cover until, what would that be, NCAA 16. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think going into that year after, was it like, was it uh, 80 yards through the heart of the South? Um, You know, that to me is the, um, that to me was the number one guy just because Ohio State won the national championship and that was the signature moment. And he was the signature player. So I, I think Ezekiel Elliott is the, uh, is the number one pick for me. I think what sucks about the timeliness of when it ended, the NCAA football 14 game was also the last year of the BCS era of college football. So if you were playing this video game for the past year, you weren't able to play a playoff game. You were only mm-hmm. playing in the BCS era, which is why you couldn't completely be on the most updated version of what college football was. Ezekiel Elliott was actually on that game in 14. Remember, he was a member of the 2013 uh, say recruiting class as a top 10, excuse me, top 100 recruit. So he was on that video game, but he was a true freshman on that game, which means he was like a 60-something overall. He was a afterthought when you look at that Ohio State football roster. But to your point, I do wonder how they're going to handle the cover going forward. We obviously there's probably plenty of ways they could go t- with it in the twenty for this first year. But going forward, are they going to put people on the cover who are currently still in college football, or are they going to continue that tradition that we've seen in the past, Andrew, where it's guys who were in college football and now they're in the NFL in a world where now you don't have to worry about whether or not that guy gets paid? Because I think this part of the NIL portion of this is why it's back. His players are going to be able to be paid for being on this game in the first place. I had Ezekiel Elliott also on my list, one of the best running backs in Ohio State history. And to your point, when you think of that Ohio State National Championship run in 2014, whether it's the Wisconsin game and the Big Ten Championship game, it's what he did against Oregon or what he did against Alabama. That three-game run is what you think about for Ezekiel Elliott, where he's getting 200-plus yards in every single game and the way he's running. So that's first on your list. Well, here, before you uh, before you go on, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, this is per uh, Land Grant Holy Land, he was a 79 overall oh. in, uh, in, that, in NCAA 14. You know, who their, you know who their number one running back was in, uh, in that game? I think it was, it was either Carlos Hyde or Rod Smith. It was Carlos Hyde. Um, Carlos Hyde was a 89 overall. Rod Smith was listed as their fullback. Um, he was uh, he was on the fullback side of things. So yeah, they uh, Ezekiel Elliott was on the game. Was certainly not the um, was certainly not the the player that you knew him. I do think to 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 go back to what you were saying though before you get into your next point, I do think that there is a an easy solution to this, which is just regional covers. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you can because guys want to be on the cover, right? And that's how guys get mm-hmm. you know you know, get notoriety and that's how they can get paid. So I think there's a great situation, you know, where, you know, for example, if, if this upcoming year, if you wanted to put Emeka Buka on the cover, you know, for the Midwest, you know, if he was your guy, you know, for Ohio or for Midwest or however you wanted to do it, Egbuka gets a nice little check from, you know, EA sports and there's your cover athlete. So I think that that could be an interesting way to do it. So yeah, there, there you know, there's a bunch of different ways to do this, I think. So my first guy, your first guy came from the Urban Meyer era of things, Ezekiel Elliott. My first guy is going to be Ryan Day's first quarterback, Justin Fields. He went 20-2 and as a starter, 14-1 and 
oh, uh, in the Big Ten, two Big Ten championships, made the playoffs both years, lost to Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl in 2019, got to the national championship by beating Clemson in the Sugar Bowl in 2020, then lost to Alabama. And I just think, I think about this almost two ways with Justin Fields, Andrew. One, he is in some ways the face of what college football has turned into in some ways. The transfer portal, right? He was high-profile, five-star recruit, the number two player in the country behind Trevor Lawrence, headed to Georgia. Things didn't work out, transferred to Ohio State, and turned himself into a first-round draft pick, Heisman Trophy finalist. But then also, just from a video game standpoint, that dude runs a 4-3, 4-4. <laughs> You know, he's got a arm. I'm just envisioning what NCAA 20 and NCAA 21 would have looked like with Justin Fields running Ohio State's offense. I feel like it would have been very similar to really how you would use him on Madden right now, where a lot of deep shots down the field, a lot of four verts, and a lot of read option where he's running for 150 yards every single game. But he's the staple. He's the beginning of the Ryan Day era, and things started out so successfully. And then when you think about all the other aspects of things, the transfer part of this, the five-star quarterback part of it, all those other stuff, I just think he'd have been a perfect candidate to be on the cover of a game like this if you're talking about Ohio State players. Yeah, I actually had him fourth. Um, it, like it, when I when I did this, I, I had him fourth. I had him behind two other guys for for reasons that I'll get into. But with with Fields, I think you kind of have to draw the line between who's the most fun to play with on the game and like what's more realistic. Um, because Justin Fields, for as good as he was at Ohio State, and you mentioned the rushing ability, CJ Stroud didn't really do that. And it, you know, and, and you, I look, it's so it's so so dumb that we have to do the sacks or number actually rushing yards and i hate it um but you look at the rushing yards and and obviously fields was was, you know much more of a runner and and you just watch the games and fields was much more of a runner um you compare him though to some of the other quarterbacks and some of the other players that were kind of around him at the time trevor lawrence uh, who was always kind of will be or who always will be compared to justin fields went number one overall and he was coming out that same year and Jamar Chase came out that same year and Jalen Waddle came out that same year and Zach Wilson and Trey Lance like if you just I'm not I'm not saying they're better I'm not saying it I'm I'm not saying they're better I want everybody to breathe I'm just telling people that they were in that class too I'm not saying it was good I'm not saying it was smart I remember because obviously I was not on the beat uh at this time um, but I do remember watching the NFL draft and watching the draft process unfold and thinking there's not really an excuse for this other than an, other than that NFL teams are dumb. Like there's no, there's no way that they're letting <laughs> Justin Fields go down this far. Um, but I, I had fields down on the list just because of, you know, a couple of different things. And, um, I, I think that fields, when you compare him to some other Ohio state players, just. I think other guys have a better case. I think Fields was a great, would have been a great candidate, and he would have been so fun to play in that game. I just think there are other guys who have better candidacy. Who's your next guy? Well, so I had Zeke number one, and then C.J. Stroud was was the next guy on the list. I think Stroud, especially when you come, like especially like I mentioned, you need a Heisman moment, right? Like I mentioned that you need a. Uh, to if you will an ea sports moment right you need that kind of whoa this dude is on the map now and i think the college football playoff even in a loss kind of did that 
for C.J. Stroud. Like I think you look at a lot of the the debate in the draft. It was him or Bryce Young, and, and I think pretty clearly there was a, a decision that should have been made by the Panthers that uh, that went wrong. And with C.J. Stroud, though, he was just he was so good at Ohio State. Like all he did was win. I understand there are a lot of people who are very frustrated that I mean C.J. Stroud never played in didn't play a game in Indianapolis. You know, in twenty twenty one. You know, when he was the starter, he had a great year and they didn't beat Michigan. In 2022, he had a great year as a starter. I mean, he threw 44 touchdowns in one year, 41 in the other. He finished his career with 85 touchdown passes, 12 interceptions. He threw for, you know, like it was like a 69% completion percentage over his career. He just, the stats were ridiculous. And I think Stroud, when you look at the moments that he played in, and kind of the competition that he would have had. I, I think Stroud would have been probably next on the list of deserving guys just because I think, yeah, you know, you, you can look at some of the playoff field and things like that. And, you know, obviously neither of them won a playoff game, uh, Justin Fields or um, or CJ Stroud. But um, yeah, won I, or, excuse me, excuse me. Fields won one playoff game. I was, uh, yeah. you're right. Uh, Fields won one playoff game. Um, thank you for that. But um, the Stroud Georgia game, I, that to me, as again, someone who was not on the beat at that time yet, I watched that game and went, man, this dude's, this dude's legit. Like this dude is, this dude's something else. And there was nobody on that Georgia team that, I mean, was Stetson Bennett going to be on the cover of NCAA football? I don't know. So yeah, Stroud to me was next just because he plays quarterback and how proficient he was. And uh, I, I just think everything, when you map it up, it just, or when you map it out, it just lines up better for him to be on that cover. I get it. But C.J. Stroud didn't accomplish anything during his college career. And it sucks that I have to say that. I even hate – it makes me feel weird having to yeah, say a guy who yeah. was that good didn't accomplish anything. But he'll even say that. because I mean, I asked him the question after the Michigan game, and he talked about how he never won a Big Ten championship. He never won the game. He never won a playoff game up to that point, And he left having not lost a playoff game. And I understand what you're saying about C.J. Stroud in the Georgia game I mean, it just turns out that C.J. Stroud in the Georgia game is just what C.J. Stroud is in the NFL for every single week. But C.J. Stroud statistically got to have the second year that Justin Fields didn't because of COVID. You got to remember, Justin Fields' second year at Ohio State 2020, he only played in eight games because that's all Ohio State played in. And he still had uh, 2,100 yards and 22 touchdowns. His first year, he had 41 touchdowns and 3,200 yards while also having almost 500 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. I think because of what we're talking about here, if we're talking about NFL capability and what they've done in the NFL so far, sure, C.J. Stroud's been better than what Justin Fields has been in now. Granted, C.J. Stroud's had a more competent organization around him, but the point of the matter is he has, through his rookie year, he has ahead of where Justin Fields was after his rookie year a couple of years ago. But if, we're, if this is about what they were at Ohio State, what they accomplished at Ohio State, it's the reason why you have to put Justin Fields higher on a list like this. C.J. Stroud's super, super talented, but Justin Fields got it done. Everything you're sure. saying about C.J. Stroud back to the Georgia game, Justin Fields has games like that. He's got the Clemson sure. game in 2020. He's got the Michigan game in 2019. And if the Michigan game in 2020 would have been played, I think Justin Fields would have been the quarterback who got Jim Harbaugh fired. So I, I get it. And it's why Ohio State included C.J. Stroud on theirs when they tweeted out their photo of their cover, who they think would be deserving of it. I just – it's it's almost a conversation of, of who had a better career versus who's the better 
quarterback. Right. And I think C.J. Stroud is the better quarterback. But Justin Fields had a better Ohio State career and probably left a bigger mark on the program just in terms of success within the program. But I, I think both of these guys deserve to be um, mentioned here, and they probably should have been mentioned back-to-back, whether we wanted to mention them at numbers mm-hmm. two and three or we wanted to mention them at four, six, or seven, and eight. I think they both deserve to be mentioned because they are responsible for why we view Ohio State quarterbacks the way we do now versus how we viewed them, heck, the last time we got a video game. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which brings me to my next guy. Well, I, I, I want to cut you off real quick bef- before we move on from Justin Fields. Um, there's a lot of players that have been lost, quote unquote, to the to the last decade of this video. Yeah. Game. You think of Lamar, you think of Baker Mayfield, you think of Kyler Murray, you think of a lot of fun guys. I don't know if you ever played 2K, but uh, one of my friends and I, when we were in college and we, whenever we would play 2K, if you were the Cavs or the Warriors, like if you did that, like, you know, the random thing where you had to click through and you've got the random teams. If you were the Cavs or the Warriors, you couldn't be them unless the other guy was the Cavs or the Warriors. And I feel like 2019 Ohio State would have been that in this game, because can you imagine Justin Fields with J.K. Dobbins running the option? And I mean, the receivers kind of weren't at the level that they are now. Um, at least they would have been in the game. Like Garrett Wilson was a younger guy. Chris Olave was, you know, the leading receiver on that team. But they they weren't kind of this like death machine that you kind of saw over the next couple of years. But oh my gosh, <laughs> like Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins, you got a two thousand yard rusher at running back. You have a quarterback that uh, that can run for like five hundred yards. Master Teague was in the backfield. Like they would have been so sick. So yeah, the. I am very upset that uh, Justin Fields will uh, will have to suffice for Madden now. If you ever want to play with him, that's um, that's tough. If they do the thing that they did a long time ago, where they have like historical teams, oh, I would have a I would vote that the 2019. I think the 2019 season might have three teams from that year who would deservedly be able to like obviously LSU, but Ohio State and Clemson as well. I think you have literally three bona fide national championship caliber rosters. They just all happen to be in the same year and someone's got to lose and someone's got to win a trophy. Well, Chase but Young to- also had 50 sacks that year too. So, so speaking of the 2019 team, <laughs> my, my list has a lot of 2019 people on it. Yeah, And I know we just had, we had a whole conversation about defensive players and how they, it's hard for them to get onto the list. I think how they get onto the list is the same way they get to New York city for the Heisman trophy. <laughs> um, ceremony and it's do what Chase Young did where you're such a game wrecker that I I remember that Wisconsin game and how after that game we all walked away like okay voters we gotta get get past your tradition of this being a quarterback running back award and let's open it up maybe a defensive player should be on this list because this is before Joe Burrow had had the Texas game at that point, but he didn't have the Bama game. He didn't have that run at the late end of the season that allowed him to propel himself into a landslide vote at that point. So it was still kind of wide open at that point. And the way Chase Young dominated that game and the way, I mean, he got suspended for two games after that for something that would not be an issue in today's world of NIL, but NIL didn't exist then. But then the way he came right back against Penn State and did it again, I, I, I would, I thought about, the defensive players who have come through this building over the last decade since we last saw the game. And obviously the first people that come to your mind are the Bosa brothers, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Denzel Ward, and all those guys. I think Chase Young was just peak. All of that. 
on probably one of the more dominant defenses we've seen in the last decade as well from Ohio State. Now, I think this 2024 defense might have something to say by the time we get to the end of the year. But I just think Chase Young is Larry Johnson had built something substantial here on the defensive line. And I think Chase Young was the best we're ever going to see here. And you get to New York, you deserve to be in a conversation and be on the cover of a video game. So Chase Young is the next guy on my list. Chase Young was on my list too. And there were two moments or two things that I really wanted to touch on here. Number one, if you are an avid fan of Twitter, or I guess X now as uh, it's Steven and I are maybe, uh, I am at least, I'm cr- uh, chronically online. One of my favorite screenshots of all time in college football is Ohio State was playing Wisconsin and Chase yep. Young rushing off the edge and the left tackle's getting him. The guard is there to help, and they have like a yeah. fullback or a tight end on the outside, and it's three guys blocking one. And I that I just love because I think you look at the stats and you like think about it, and you're like, oh man, there's no way this guy did much of anything if this was every week. No, he had 16 and a half sacks. <laughs> um, so he was just he was the guy that breaks the mold of a player that you want on the cover, right? You know, I mentioned that. You know, there were only two defensive guys or non-offensive guys, I should say, that were on the cover, Charles Woodson and Desmond Howard. This is the type of guy that was on the cover, a defensive player who ends up in um, a defensive player who ends up in the Heisman ceremony, who ends up kind of in that national conversation. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up, because it sounds hilarious now, it, it, it really does, because of just everything of because of everything that's happened with, with Chase Young's NFL career, the way that that has gone. Um, and with some other guys, there was a conversation in 2020, like in the early parts of the draft process where it was like, is Chase Young, like, is he the number one pick? Because if you want to guarantee you take the guy who's like gold jacket, because again, this sounds dumb in hindsight, but if you remember these conversations, they were real. It was like, hey, look, Joe Burrow had one good year, and it was a great <laughs> year. It was an amazing season, but he's also a little bit older. How much of it was his receivers? How much of it was his offensive help? Um, there was just, there was a lot going on with that. Justin Herbert was erratic as a thrower, and Tua was like he was coming off that major hip thing. Like there was a lot going on where it was like Chase Young is the best player in college football. And that is, uh, that is another guy that we're going to talk about here soon. Chase Young was the best player in college football when he was at Ohio State. Offense or defense, he was just the best. And he just happens to play a position that can't win the Heisman Trophy. And that is just, those are things that I remember from Chase Young. So this might seem crazy to people who, who talk about it. And maybe it is because he plays defensive end. But the conversations that we were having about Chase Young in 2020 and 2021 were like, or I guess 2019 and 2020 were like, oh my God, like this guy is otherworldly. Like this guy, if he doesn't get a gold jacket, it would be a disappointing career. Like those were the things that we were talking about with him. This is going to be an interesting conversation because there's going to be some other guys I'm sure will come up on this list as we continue this conversation. But how many times in the last decade has Ohio State had a guy where you could arguably say he was the best player in the NFL draft? It's just positional value is why they didn't go number right. one, right? That's and I mean, we might be running into a similar situation here come April where this is the best guy in the draft. It's just, you know, positional value is why he doesn't go number one. So that's my next guy, Chase Young. So far, our list is 
Ezekiel Elliott went first, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, and then Chase Young. We're going to take a quick break right here. When we come back, we'll get into some more guys that we think could have had a case for being on the cover of a college football video game had it still been around for the last decade, at least from the Ohio State perspective when we come back here on Buckeye Talk. If you got ideas of people from Ohio State's history over the past 10 years while NCAA football left us for, I wouldn't say greener pastures, but whatever type of pastures. No, de- definitely so greener pastures because green money is green. So definitely that's, greener pastures. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Get the text. <laughs> 614-350-3315 if you have guys that you think could have been on the cover over the past decade as former Buckeyes on the cover of a video game. Of course, that video game expected to come back this summer. So we'll see going forward if any Buckeyes ever get on the cover. I don't think they'll be a Buckeye this time. I honestly think Nick Saban should probably just be on the cover in 25. I mean, he just retired, and that's a a great way to send him out. But going forward, when they start putting former players on it, I I wonder how many Ohio State Buckeyes will be in the mix. But we're looking at the pass right now, Stephen Means and and Andrew Gillis. Excuse me, Nathan's not here because this is is for the kids. This is for the kids on the pod. This is for the kids on the pod. Andrew, who's the next guy you think from Ohio State's history over the last 10 years could have been on the cover of an NCAA football game. Well, the last guy that uh, I have on the list that we haven't talked about yet would be Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I think it's exactly the Chase Young argument. It's just, he didn't play quarterback. Um, Marv Marv was the guy where I think you saw what happened with the way that teams played him, and that matters. Because if you box score, Reed, if you box score scout, you're going to look at his 2022 numbers and 2023 numbers and compare them. And you're going to say, huh, we had less catches in 2023. He had less yards in 2023. He had the same amount of touchdowns. Hmm. Did he have a worse year in 2023? No. He would like I, the the thing that I would point to people and say played one last game as well. That's what he played. Yeah, he exactly. Played Thirteen in twenty twenty two, only twelve in twenty twenty three. Great point. And and the other the other point that I would say is, go watch two games for me, please. If 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 anybody feels this way, and I know people listening to this pod don't, so go tell your friends, tell your friends, tell uh, tell your coworkers, tell whoever, tell your colleagues, don't care. Go watch the Notre Dame game and go watch the Penn State game. Because Notre Dame pretty much decided, no, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not stopping us. We're going to take him out of the game. We're going to do whatever we can to do that. They double covered him. They bracketed him. They put Benjamin Morrison, who's a really good corner on him, on third downs. And they still doubled him. They basically made it a point to say, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to beat us. And then... Penn State game, the Penn State game happened. And Marvin Harrison Jr., like when you look at the when you look at the game log of like the his season, the Notre Dame game was one of her, one of his worst games. He only had three catches for 32 yards. And then Ohio State plays Penn State. And Penn State does that like big macho man thing. We're not gonna let one man beat us. We can, you know, we can we have the guys and we can match up. And Marvin Harrison Jr. had eleven catches for 162 yards and one touchdown. And that game to me pretty much came down to one team got Marvin Harrison Jr. and one team doesn't like that. That was it. It it was a defensive struggle in that game. And both teams really are defensive battle, offensive struggle. Defenses were really kind of running the day there. And the difference for me was that Ohio State had the guy that Penn State just could not match. Right. 
Like what happens if Drew, if, if you just before the game, if Drew Aller gets told Marvin Harrison Jr. is now wearing blue and white and Kyle McCord does not have Marvin Harrison Jr. wearing scarlet and gray. How does that game turn out? Probably a little bit differently. And those two games I point to because the numbers were there to back it up for Marvin Harrison Jr., which you need. You can't just be a great player. Like you got to have some kind of verifiable numbers to kind of put in context how good you are, which he did. He did have those numbers. But those moments where a lot of people watched him play and went, oh my God, like they're, Penn State can't do anything. Like there's nothing that they can do to stop this guy. And when, when teams did stop him, it was because they were doing the thing that you had to do to chase young, which is throw anything and everything at him. So Marvin Harrison jr. He kind of breaks the mold because it's also, you got to remember too, it's a year by year thing. And the quarterbacks that were kind of going up against him in that Heisman ceremony, there was a lot going on going into that weekend, going into conference championship weekend where it was like, Okay, well, like, can Bo Nix do it? Can Michael Penix Jr. do it? Maybe Jaden Daniel. Like, Jaden Daniels was not the presumptive favorite until the Oregon and Washington game ended. And Marvin Harrison Jr. just kind of strikes me as the safe pick of the, oh my, you know what? Let's just take the best player and let's just put him on the cover. And also, his last name is Harrison. His name is Marvin Harrison. So let's put him on the cover and let's see how that goes. I think if this game had still been around and never gone away, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. would be on this year's cover. Now that I think a, about it. Well, Caleb, so this year's cover, it's a, maybe it's a, Caleb Williams was there too, going into, so like the saying. 23 well, Right. Game. I think, and it comes down to, I think they might lean Marvin because to your point, he's got a famous name already. And I think they don't go quarterback every year. They've had some running backs get in the mix. And I think Marvin had a better lot would have had a better last year of college football. If we're using the rules in which they used to use, which I'm sure they don't have to use that, but if we were going by the old rules of they're putting guys on the cover who are no longer going to be in college football, Marvin had a better 2023. Yeah. He's a Heisman Trophy finalist. Um, the famous last name. I think that it probably would have come down to those two guys of who they decided to go with. Because you're right. Like Bo Nix is just not moving the needle. Michael Penix isn't really moving the needle. I don't know if you can put Michigan guys on the list because that might just be controversial <laughs> given what they went through. <laughs> so it's just Jaden Daniels is an interesting one. But I think the cachet of it being Ohio State, the cachet of it being Marvin Harrison Jr., son of a Hall of Famer, clearly the best wide receiver in the country, who had done it for two straight years to bring back in Chase Young. That's why I couldn't consider Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa on a list like this because something prevented them from doing it twice yeah. with Nick both Nick never ha got to have the boom year because he got hurt. Unfortunately, Joey Bosa would, went crazy as a sophomore, but then everybody just tripled and quadruple teamed him his junior year. And so he went from 12 and a half sacks to like five and a half as a junior. I almost liking it to, if now we're going to bring in the wide receiver part of this, Garrett Wilson, unfortunately, and Chris Olave don't have two 1,000-yard years because in 2020 they played a shortened season. Had they played a normal season, both of those guys would have got, especially the way that they were using those two. And then Jackson Smith, the Jigma, only had, he's like Nick, he's like how Nick Bosa was and Joey Bosa yeah. was, where the boom years is a sophomore, and then he gets hurt his junior year, so he can't repeat it. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the first of these wide receivers who in year two, they went crazy 
But then they got to do it again on top of that. So we have two years of Marvin Harrison Jr. is an All-American. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a Belitnikoff Award finalist, best wide receiver in the country, all of those different things. And I think that's the thing that pushes him. He's like Chase is probably the peak for the defensive ends. Marvin Harrison Jr., now we'll see because Jeremiah Smith is out here, Carnell Tate's out here, and all these other guys. But as of right now, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the peak of what the Brian Hartline era of wide receivers has been at Ohio State. And I think that plus just he's he's got a famous name. Might have pushed him over the top if we were talking about a situation where the college football video game had never gone away and we were still using the same rules. But I agree. He is, I think, of the guys we've listed so far, his road to actually getting on the cover leaving college football probably is the easiest just when you compare it to some of the other guys around the country in comparison to like Justin Fields probably isn't getting on the cover over Joe Burrow. CJ Stroud was probably not going to get over on it over Bryce Young or somebody like that. Uh, Who else? Ezekiel Elliott, because he had to come back in 2015 and do it again. It's probably got like Derrick Henry and stuff like that who would have gotten on the cover too. There's no, other guy who looks Marvin Harrison Jr. in the eye. Well, that was that was Mariota too. Like the yeah. you know the, the, you're de- you're dealing with some Mariota drafts. Uh, the player that would have been the most fun to ever play with is Lamar Jackson, and he was yeah. in that kind of area er- yeah. too. Like he was in the. So it's like there are a lot of guys where you're like, oh wow, these Ohio State players are great, but you can only pick one. And I think it go it does go into the the mold of like. You know, the Ohio State's had great receivers, but Marv is the only receiver that I consider for this list because I wasn't putting, you know, Alave or Wilson or Jackson Smith and Jigba above the quarterbacks that they had. You know, I, I thought the quarterbacks had a better case. So, yeah, I, I think that Marv had the best case in terms of a national case, but also from an Ohio State perspective, you know, it was very clear that Marv was kind of the uh, – the engine of this offense. And, and, and it, I mean, with all due, I mean, with all due respect, it wasn't common court. So my next guy, I don't think from a talent standpoint, obviously he's in the same categories as the other people we've been talking about here. Ezekiel Elliott, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, Chase. We're talking about first round draft picks, Heisman trophy finalists, like dudes who also went to the NFL and became dudes. Literally who on this list that we've named so far, other than Marvin, and that's because he just has not actually been drafted yet because he's, you know, going through his process right now. All these other guys, when they've been healthy, have had moments in their NFL career where you looked at them like they were dudes, even even some other guys we might mention. But you can't talk about the last decade of college football at Ohio State and not mention J.C. Barrett. He owns all the career records. He He's the guy who stepped in for Braxton Miller. And ironically enough, J.T. Bear was also on that game in 2014. He was, I think, a redshirt freshman on that game. But he stepped in for Braxton Miller in 2014. I understand he lost the game early, but he's the reason that team went on to be back in position to win a Big Ten championship game. He was the Big Ten quarterback of the year. I think Big Ten offensive player of the year that year as well. I might be mistaken by that. And obviously 2015 was weird. He takes back over the job in 2016 and – whether you agree with whether that team should have been in the playoff or not, they were. And they just lost to Deshaun Watson and the Clemson team who went on to win the national title. And it was – he it's – his career is so polarizing as an Ohio State football player, but he's a three-time captain. Everybody in the program loved him and still loves him to this day. And when you think of the Urban Meyer era of Ohio State football, he is to that era at Ohio State what Tim Tebow is to – Urban Meyer in the Florida era, right? That's the first quarterback yeah. you think of. So, 
And there's been plenty of guys who have been on the cover of these college football games who weren't necessarily studs at the next level. They just have these moments you remember them for. And Boise State's quarterback after the Statue of Liberty play was on the cover one year. So it's not always the greatest dude who's going to go on to be a Hall of Fame quarterback somewhere, a Hall of Fame NFL player. Sometimes it's, it's just a guy who defines an era of college football, defines a season of college football. And I think when you're talking about Ohio State football players who would have had a good case, a guy who spent a better half of his five-year career at Ohio State and JT Bear probably should be considered to be a guy who would have been on the cover, like something like this. Yeah, I mean, when, when I kind of made this, he he didn't make like my top five um, just because I think that there were some other guys, but I think you're right. I think he is kind of that dark horse candidate. Um, he was a 77 overall in the, uh, in the first iteration of that game, NCAA 14. Um, not so, considered a starter though. That's the thing people got to remember, not considered to be a start. That's Braxton Miller is still the starting quarterback. Yeah, so this was, well, so this was the nineties. Yeah. NCAA 14 was the video game that came out in the summer of 2013. Um, so Braxton Miller was the quarterback. Um, and uh, a other fella named uh, Cardale Jones was on the uh, was on the depth chart, and the backup was uh, Kenny Guyton. Um, so just love to remember some guys uh, when you're, whenever you're doing this. But um, yeah, I think JT he gets on like the podium for me just because of like the the longevity that he had, and you know he was just always good. You know, that was kind of my perspective because I was in, I mean, I was in college when, when I was watching him and, you know, obviously going to Ohio university, you meet a, every other person's an Ohio state fan, you know? So I remember watching their games all the time. And I just remember watching JT Barrett and be like, this guy's really good. And this guy, and th- th- you want to talk about a fun video game guy. Like he might not have, you know, the, like the throw power or something like that, that some of these other guys are, that, that some of these other guys have, and he might not kind of have that ability that, um, you know, you would want out of a quarterback, but just the dual threat aspect of JT Barrett would have been really fun. Yeah, because like the read option is still pretty prominent in some of these early on. Oh, games. yeah. Now, not so much in college football, the same way a lot of teams are running pro style, but you're still talking about read option, JT now Barrett. That's RPO think, stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of RPO stuff. So, but back in, you're talking 2015, 2016, it's still heavy read option RPOs that just started to get introduced to college football. So let's, last person on your list, Andrew. Plus, if you want to mention any other people you may be considered. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we covered everybody. Um, you know, we covered Zeke, Stroud, Marv, Fields, Chase Young. Um, those were those were the five guys that I really kind of wanted to bring up. I think um, one of the joke covers that I thought of was uh, Cardell Jones, um, but he's only on the cover with like him, like holding his finger up the number one or something. And in the background, the score is like 98 to 35 or something like that. But he, uh, whatever score he beat that kid in the hospital by, that, was, that is like one of my favorite stories ever. Cause the way Cardell tells that story is he was in the hospital and his parents told the, you know, told, told Cardale that this kid was pretty good. And I think the kid like returned the kickback or something like that at the beginning of the game. And he started playing well. And Cardale said he started talking trash. So Cardale put himself in the game and beat him 98 to 35, which is just one of the funnier stories ever. So Cardale Jones, but only if you can make sure that like, you know, he throws a touchdown pass and in the scoreboard in the background, it hasn't changed yet. And it says 91, 35 or 98, 35. So, um, that, that would be amazing. Uh, I would love that. Um, 
thought about J.K. Dobbins because um, Dobbins, I mean, you talk about a 2,000-yard rusher. I mean, that's a guy who, when you when you compare the numbers of, of other college running backs, I mean, I mean, there was a really good case that he was the best running back in that class. It was like, you know, it was a great running back class in 2020. Um, DeAndre Swift was in that class. Jonathan Taylor was in that class. Uh, it's funny to remember now, but John, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the number one overall pick, or number one running back off the board. He was the 32nd overall pick. And uh, I, I think Dobbins, just for what he did, because he came in immediately and did it. So Dobbins <laughs> kind of had that longevity too. So Dobbins kind of being around, he, he was kind of considered for me. Um, but really, I, for me, when I made this list, I was like, you know, these are the five. And, and the Bosa brothers you thought about, um, but again, I was like, all right, well, I think Chase Young has to be, you know, above them, at least for me, when you're talking about this kind of list and you got the quarterbacks, you got Chase Young. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, OK, we're we're kind of out. We're, we're out of numbers here. So a couple of the people I would have considered. J.K. Dobbins, of course, Jeff Okuda. Um, Chris Olave, obviously Dwayne Haskins, just because that's the genesis of this new quarterback wave that we've seen at Ohio State lately. And that would have been a dope, a dope way to just honor that kid who obviously passed away ahead of the 2022 regular season. Uh, both of the Bosa brothers. I, I, I thought about Garrett Wilson just because I think his photo for the cover would have been cool because he's had some crazy catches in his career. I'm thinking about that catch he had in the Clemson game early on where Justin Fields threw like 15 feet in the air and Chris Olave, I mean, excuse me, Garrett Wilson just went out and got it. I think about stuff like that. Um, Michael Thomas, maybe his catch in the uh, Sugar Bowl against Alabama where uh, on a trick play in that situation where he literally toe-tapped it, I would have thought about a guy like that. Um, just I mean, 614-350-3315 if you want to sign up for a text. Some of our texters chimed in. A lot of Tate Martell. People, <laughs> listen, man, people love Tate Martell. <laughs> people love Tate Martell, so I get it. Some Demario McCall just as jokes. Someone said Dewan Jones, just because I don't. I mean, I don't know if the cover's big enough to fit all of him on it. But yeah, you need I like four it. different games taped together yeah. to get that. Uh, Denzel Ward got a mention. Let's see here. Who else? I think that's about it, though. But yeah, some interesting people. Marshawn Lattimore, you probably could have put in this. Malik Hooker. I mean, he had like three pick sixes in 2016, you can consider that guy. You could just go with Urban Meyer, right? Yeah. Could go with Urban Meyer. Could go with a Ryan Day cover in those situations. So Cardo uh, Jones would be great. Yeah, the the one that I thought of too, if you now this would be more of a regional aspect, like a regional cover. You know, like if you're if you're yeah. living in Maryland, you're you know, you know, you get Mike Loxley or Talia or something like that. And if you're living in Pennsylvania, you get, you know, Trace McSorley, whatever it is. The one that I thought of was there's a great photo from the 2016 Ohio State Michigan game where Curtis Samuels leaping yeah. into the end zone and his eye yeah. and his arms are like spread out and the Michigan players are like reaching for him. I think that would have been a great cover to yeah. to have in the state of Ohio. So like if you want to do like a regional type cover like that, mm -hmm. I think that that would have been a really cool one um, because again you know Barrett's on that team and you got a lot a lot of other really talented players. But you want to talk about a game that's going to get Ohio State fans to buy it? Having an <laughs> Ohio State player run into the end zone after one of the more exciting college football games I've ever seen. Um, least, uh, more exciting endings. That game, it, it's easy to forget that that game was very was not boring. A good football game. Yeah, you're, it's easy to forget that that game was very boring for a while. Uh, but one of the more exciting endings and one of the more exciting moments, having Curtis Samuel kind of leaping into the end zone 
I think that that would be a great cover. Um, so that that was what I thought of too in terms of images. If you want to have, you know what's interesting? We've done retalkables on that game, and we've done retalkables on the 2006 game. And sometimes the thing I've learned is sometimes when you the romanticized games of the past across sports, you go back and watch them, and it's like it's memorable because of what the moment was. But the actual game, sometimes it's like, man, yeah. this, is, this is actually not that good. Whether you're talking football, basketball, baseball, it's across all sports. It never really fa- fails. But I thought this was an interesting conversation. Like I said, more information is starting to come out on this game. And for you gamers out there like Andrew and I, listen, we're excited. This was a significant part of our childhood. And it's coming. It's supposedly coming back this summer. We're still waiting on an actual release date, but we are getting closer with there is at least a teaser trailer out there. And the fact that they're getting college football programs involved on their social media and promoting this product is probably a good sign that this is probably actually on the way. Yeah, well, I was going to say, too, I think that because, you know, even for those of you that are not, you know, gamers, you know, that have hung around at this point. It's also an NIL conversation because like, yeah. what are these players getting? Uh, it's a marketing tool because. Don't you think it would be great for Ohio State to have Marvin Harrison Jr. on the cover? You know, don't you think that it would be cool? Like, all you need to know is that these programs are putting out their own covers. Like, we one of the things we're, we're, we're having this conversation, one of the reasons we're having this conversation is because of that, that these programs are putting out their own versions of this. And I think that that just kind of tells you the whole story that these kids really matter and these kids really <laughs> want to be in this video game. And they're going to get paid for it now. And I think it's a great marketing tool for, for these programs. So yeah, there's, you know, there's conversations about, you know, what's, um, you know, what things does Ohio, I think there's frankly, like what things does Ohio state deem important because Ohio state has to send EA sports a handful of different things for, um, you know, for like what they want in the game. There was a report like last week, Virginia tech has sent like a gobble thing that they do during games. They've sent like their fight song and then they've (laughs) requested enter Sandman. So like, you know, I think that it's, it's a cool aspect when, when all of these programs get to get to show kind of what they get to market themselves and they get to show the world. Like here's what Ohio state football is. Here's what Arizona wildcats football is. Here's what, Akron Zips football is, you know, all these programs get to do that. And I think it's really cool that Ohio State kind of gets to be in that conversation again. And these players get to be in that conversation again, because, again, it's been too long. And I'm glad these guys are going to finally get paid for it. But I'm also more so glad. I'm not going to lie. I'm more so glad that we're going to have a game more than they're going to get, you know, a couple hundred dollar check for whatever they're going to get for being in this game. So a lot of excitement around the new college football game. I think it's called EA Sports College Football 25. It's pretty simple, but who cares, man? It's back this summer ahead of the 2024 season. Those are just some Buckeyes who we think over the last decade since the game has been gone could have potentially made a case for being over the, on the cover over the past decade. Get the text 614-350-3315, two-week free trial, $399 after that, all news, all analysis, everything to your phone first before we go anywhere else with it. For Andrew Gillis, I'm Stephen Means, and that was Buckeye Talk. Buckeye Talk.